Hi there, and welcome to the Press Gallery, Edmonton Journal's politics podcast, the Quiz Show Edition. My name is Sarah O'Donnell. Today is Thursday, December 19th, 2013. And with me to do a bit of a year in review wrap up show are columnist Graham Thompson. Hello. Paula Simon. Hello. And assignment editor Mark Suits. Thanks for Hello. <laughs> thanks for joining us, everyone. And Mark is heralding uh, something a little different we're gonna do in, in classic uh, format for many shows. We're going to do a, a, a quiz at the end of it all to kind of wrap up the year. But I wanted to start by talking about what we all feel are the biggest stories of the year. It's a time of reflection and, and, and looking back on what's happened in the past 12 months. And it, 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 there's been a lot going on. So why don't we start? Graham, you're back with us this week after being away and we missed you. So so can we start with you? Can you tell us what yeah, you the think? Biggest, I think the biggest story on any level this year was the flooding in uh, southern Alberta in uh, June, July, the, uh, the disaster. It was the biggest natural disaster in Canadian history, over $6 billion in damage. They're still counting the damage. So it was a, a big story on all levels. Politically, interesting to see how the government uh, reacted to it. In fact, they got very high marks uh, as to how Redford seemed to be everywhere uh, responding to it. But as the story has progressed and it's moved on, um, people are starting to wonder now how the government's going to pay for, the, for the, all of this. Because Redford made a lot of promises to, to spend a lot of money. And even though um, some will be picked up by the federal government. Some will be picked up by uh, insurance companies. It's still like you know two or s- billion dollars or more for the province, which drew into great relief the problem the province has this year with its budget and how it, it can't balance the budget, despite promises to the contrary before. And so this is a, a story that at first the government act reacted very well to, but as it's moving on, it's coming back to bite the government in terms of how it's going to pay for the, the damage. And there's some people feeling that um, the Premier made too many promises too quickly as well. Okay, Paula, how about you? What did you think was the biggest story of the year? Besides the flood. Besides the flood. Yeah. We, all, we all felt that we all can't say the flood or it would be the most boring show ever. Well, I have a couple of contenders, I would say, for the biggest stories of the year politically. One of them would be the blowing up of the Alberta Health Services Board and the replacement of everybody in charge at Alberta Health Services. I mean, all of the disasters and sea changes there and, uh, you know, the fizzling out of the uh, queue-jumping inquiry. So, I mean, I think that um, all of the chaos at Alberta Health Services would be one of the big stories of the year. But I actually think that the biggest story of the year, politically speaking, uh, has been the remake of the Wild Rose Party. I think I called them in, in a column that will soon appear in the paper, you know, Wild, you know, WRP 2.0. So this has fascinated me to watch this year. Uh, Daniel Smith's very concerted strategic choice to take her party to the center, to suddenly have them be a party with a greenhouse gas policy, and a party that cares about labor rights, and a party that supports the rights of same-sex couples. Uh, The remake of the party and Smith's very concerted attempt to woo votes in Edmonton, I think, uh, was one of the most extraordinary narratives to watch this year. Mark, I know you have a lot of different things that you watch, not just politics on the assignment desk, but for you, was there a political story that captured your attention more than others? Well, I think uh, I'd have to say uh, the Fatal Care series that uh, the Edmonton Journal and the Calgary Herald uh, put together, uh, Karen Cleese for the Journal and Darcy Henton for the the Herald, uh, looking at the secrecy surrounding uh, deaths of uh, children in government care, uh, the Huge, uh, huge ramifications. Lots of fallout from that uh, 
that series, a lot of political fallout and a, uh, a lot of uh, reaction from uh, the Alberta government. And uh, I suppose it could be noted that now there's a new minister and uh, one of the one of the tasks uh, that that was highlighted that he would be taking a, a closer look at the the issues that we brought out in our series. So I think you know that's uh, that's a that's a huge. Okay, well, thank you. And maybe readers can share with us on our Facebook page or on the comments section what their big top political story is of the year. Now, we're going to try something. This is experimental. It could be a disaster. No, don't I, don't I, undersell I think, us. I, it's going to be fabulous. I think it, okay. Yes, it'll disasters be are entertaining. Entertaining disasters. <laughs> so I have crafted a, uh, a a quiz of sorts as I was reviewing some of the big political stories. This is not a comprehensive quiz. This will not uh, make sure that you've learned all the curriculum for the year. But it's, it's a sampling, a sampling of the material. So I'm going to try and keep track of of who answers the questions. But Graham, can you make make your noisemaker for us? Everyone has a noisemaker. Excellent. And I have, to, I have to describe because Sarah sent me to the dollar store this morning. So what Graham is squeaking for you is a dog toy in the shape of a newspaper. And what, what is the headline no, on the newspaper? Actually, that, that's, that's my asthma. Yeah. <laughs> it's the doggy news and man bites dog. Man bites. Nice. nice. Oh, that's nice. All the news that's fit to chew. Oh, <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Paula, is your noisemaker nearly as entertaining? What well, do you have? I have a more seasonal noisemaker. This is a New Year's Eve party horn, which I have promised Ryan, our producer, I will not blow into the microphone and it will sound like this. <laughs> That's loud. Holy smokes. And Mark, how about you? Mark has the jingle bells. The jingle bells. Excellent. The cl- another classic, a Christmas classic. Oh, the dollar store. That's right. Thank you, Paula, by the way, for saving my bacon since I left my noisemakers at home. Is everyone ready? Ready. I will. Okay. All right. You're actually keeping score. You got a score. I am. I am going to keep. (laughs) I I would like you to know that uh, (laughs) on my high school reach for the top team, we were the Northern Alberta. Well, we were almost the North. We were the Edmonton champions. We got. We got blown out by Barhead, coast coached by Ken Kowalski. It was it was ugly, but outrageous. uh, Outrageous. So there's there's bragging rights on the line here, folks. Question number one. How did Wild Rose leader Daniel Smith propose paying for a share of new NHL arenas in Edmonton and Calgary? <laughs> oh, I oh. think Paula was first there oh. with a lottery. Oh, I think it was. I think it was Kino. That's right. It oh, was Kino. That's it, it's, oh, it's 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 no. And well, it was it okay, was going to be right, multiple no. choice. But oh, fair yeah, enough. Right. No, no, no. You're, you're right. You're right. Oh. You're right. And I am wrong. One point to Mark. You know, and I did a story on that too. I actually yeah. like you know sent a sent a photographer out to take pictures of Kino machines as a bonus. How much did Smith predict it would earn within five to ten years? Anyone? Yes. One point five million dollars. It was $100 million was what she thought a revamped <laughs> Kino could earn. A hundred, yes. Nice bluff. Yes. And, nice and bluff. As, as an extra bonus question, how much did Kino actually earn in Alberta last year? Anyone? You'd be much closer, Mark, with that answer. <laughs> yes. $1.5 million. <laughs> so close. So th- close. For, for trying, it's $3.1 million, million. So she predicted a revamped Kino could do a lot. Now, this is a multiple choice question. How much did the city of Edmonton want the province to contribute to a new downtown arena? A, $100 million. B, $99 million. C, $500 million. Or D, $1 million. Mark. I think it was $100 million. That is correct. Point for Mark. A bonus question. How many times did Premier Allison Redford say, there will be no provincial money for the arena? (laughs) 
Paula. 10,000. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I had about 1,000. That was yes. going to be my guess. I was yeah. going to say countless. Okay, Graham. All right. Let's, okay. let's, uh, let's step it up here. Ledge Bureau, go. Um, okay, question. What is the new magic leadership review number in PC circles? Graham. 77. Yes, and why do you say that, Graham? Because Stelmat got the very same number in 2009. That's right. Very good. Next question. Name international destinations that Premier Alison Redford visited in 2013. Na- name them all? Just name me. You get points for each one. Well, Graham, Washington. First. Washington. Yes. South Africa. Yes. China. Yes, that was the three of them that I could find. <laughs> for a bonus question, how Are many... Are you keeping score? I don't see people Ryan keeping score. Keeping. Ryan, okay. yeah. Ryan behind my back is keeping score. A bonus question, how many times has the Premier been to Washington five. since she was elected? Oh, sorry. Five. <laughs> That's right. And yes, since becoming Premier. All right. Question, what U.S. state signed a memorandum of understanding with Alberta on drones? Multiple choice. A, Wisconsin. B, South Carolina, C, Hawaii, or D, Nevada? Mark. Just going to guess. I'm going to guess Nevada. Yes! That was one of my favorite (laughs) stories of the year, by the way. It was so weird that they did that, but I loved it. Um, They don't like the word drones. Unmanned aerial vehicles is the preferred phrase. So um, this was a hotbed of drone activity in southern Alberta. We wouldn't know that in northern Alberta, but anyways. What fee do cell phone users now pay as a result of new provincial regulations that they didn't pay at the start of 2013? Mark. Some kind of 911 fee. I don't know what it's called. That's though. right. A new charge to cover the cost of 911 service. It had been charged to landlines previously, but Municipal Affairs changed the rules so that it would capture cell phones as well. This is a, you can, you can get more than one person get a point here, but what investigations did Ethics Commissioner Neil Wilkinson agree <laughs> to launch this year, Paula? Uh, into Peter Sandu. Yes, why? In, why? Over allegations that Sandu had failed to disclose outstanding debts he owned. Uh, he was liens that were placed on his home builder's business. Right, right, okay. And then uh, the money given <clears throat> to the... Oh, wait, uh, wait, there was not a... You have to squeak. Oh. <laughs> But if the, you can the moderator see the disgusted, looked, the disgusted look, at look on Graham's face <laughs> at that very moment. <laughs> um, the Daryl Kate's uh, affair with the money given to the, the PCs during the election campaign where um, a lot of money was funneled through him to the party. Was that the ethics commissioner who looked into that? Oh, you know something? That's a good point. It was not the ethics. Ooh. Right, oh, yes, yes. Up. That's right. Oh, that was the electoral. Right. <laughs> electoral, yes, that's right. <laughs> Tobacco gate. That was I'm mine. Sorry, that's mine. I, was, I was the only it. person who honked the that's horn. Right. Tobacco that's gate, right. and I will, and I will, for bonus points, say that the tobacco gate uh, inquiry led by Neil Wilkinson found that there was no conflict of interest. Paula now is making surprise. up her own bonus points. I like, <laughs> I like that. I guess we see how you succeeded in school, Paula. Just like extra credit. The okay. Hermione Granger of. Uh, how much, so another, uh, an, an authorized bonus question for the quiz, how much is the province suing the tobacco industry for? Mark. $10 billion? That's right, yes. Wow, look at you. You thought you wouldn't be any good at the quiz. No, you brought in a ringer. I think Raymond are going to file a protest. <laughs> All right, now this is something that you can, we can have more than one point for. What did the provincial government put into the new time capsule buried at the legislature at the behest of Albertans. Albertans got to choose five <laughs> items. Paula. Thomas Lukasik's hair gel. Oh, <laughs> no, but they should have. 
Graham, any any memory of this? You wrote a column about the time capsule. I thought yes, for sure you'd nail this one. But not on actually what was asked to be put oh, in there. Right. Graham Just as all those what pins. Should, should have been put yeah, in there. exactly. They put too many pins in there. It's a lot of feel-good stuff, Mark. I know there's an Edmonton Journal in there, but I don't know if that got, was voted in. And they okay. put in uh, letters from children. Yes, yes. That was one of the things that Albertans agreed. Oh. Letters from children. <laughs> letters from children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Hockey pucks. No, not at the behest of Albertans. Okay, well, let me give you the list of what... uh, So, in addition to the letters with predictions about what life will be like 100 years from now, there was a a roll of pennies, Pennies. 2012 pennies. Stamps. Um, No stamps. uh, Newspapers, as Mark said. Photos from the 1909 time capsule, which was unearthed in 2012. 2016 in the future um, and photos of classes that participated in the school at the legislature program in 2012 and Michigan J frog oh what what you know come on the singing frog from the Bugs Bunny <laughs> oh, cartoon oh, okay hello my baby yes. hello thank my you honey. Paula hello my ragtime <laughs> oh I didn't know he, I never knew his name I just know the singing frog the singing frog I, I, I'm not J-frog. I'm not getting the joke well, he was he was found in a time, time capsule. capsule originally. Oh, that's gosh, right. Yes. Right. Send oh. me a kiss by wire. Yeah. So <laughs> when Baby, my heart's on fire. So I've been wanting to sing ever since we bonus started. Bonus question: <laughs> When will that new time capsule and all its splendor be unearthed again? In a hundred years. Yeah, hundred oh. years from now. Paula, you <laughs> wait. Who, who squeaked their thing? Did you squeak? No. Was that a squeak? No, nobody. <laughs> okay. Well, we're okay, but yes, it is correct. Hundred. So, what will that year be? <laughs> That's a trick question here. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand one hundred and thirteen. Twelve. Yeah. Two thousand one hundred and twelve. I guess yes. for some reason. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was confusing. Right. It was actually it's a year behind. Yeah. 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 Right. What phrase did Premier Redford coin in January to describe Alberta's <laughs> Chinese? No. Oh. Yes. The bitumen bubble. Yes, that is correct. It was going to be multiple choice. It also had the options of the slurry slide, the oil sand sinkhole, and gritty globules. But anyways. What? All right. Gritty globules. And, and bonus, like when did she oozing. deliver that? Where did she deliver that speech? On, on this, her, her fireside chat to the uh, the province on oh, television. That's, that's right, right, on television. And until that time, how many speeches had she given on television? Mark. I think zero. That's correct, yes. At that time, another bonus tied to it, how much did she say it would hurt Alberta's revenue by? Yes. Six billion. Yes, yes. That's right. You guys are masters. I'm not stumping you on almost anything. The time capsule got you all, though. This is a multiple choice. In a series of possibly my favorite political pictures this year, Premiers Alison Redford and Christy Clark were holding what beverages during their reconciliation meeting? Here are the answers. Ryan Cokes. Ginger ales, bottled waters, or Starbucks cups, likely containing lattes. Mark was first. Starbucks. That's right. And where was it? Where was the location of this? Oh. Yes, Were Paula. In Kelowna? That's right. And for a triple bonus, <laughs> what was going on at that moment in Kelowna besides this meeting of, uh, of BFFs, Graham? A by-election. For who? <laughs> for the people of Kelowna. That's right. That's right. It happened to be won by the Premier That's right. of British Columbia. Okay. <laughs> Story near and dear to my heart. How many times did disabled Albertans protest in front of the legislature over cuts to PDD funding? Multiple choice. Two times, a dozen times, four times, or seven times? Seven times. No. <laughs> four. That's right. It was four. I have no bonus questions for that. 
How many oil sands companies managed to meet standards in 2009, uh, set in 2009, that required them to reduce tailings ponds? Mark? Zero. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple choice. And what was Diana McQueen, the environment minister at the time, what was her reaction to this? Was she A, disappointed, B, satisfied, C, really, really disappointed, or D, furious? Anybody? It would not be D. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Satisfied. No. No. A little bit disappointed? Oh, come on. (laughs) One one of those other ones. Yeah, yeah. So the answer was her her answer. No one gets a point for this. It's, I stumped you. Yes. Quote, it's disappointing. We want these to be reclaimed. In the year's first cabinet shuffle, who was moved out of their cabinet posts and onto the back benches? Yes. Stephen Kahn. Yes. And uh, Christina Cusinelli. That's right. Right. Yes. Cusinelli. Cusinelli. Christine, yes. And in the second cabinet shuffle, which MLA was removed from cabinet before he was actually sworn in? Paula. Steve Young. That's right. Edmonton Riverview. Multiple choice question. What is the new name for Alberta Sustainability Fund? Is it A, the Contingency Fund? B, the Unsustainable Fund? <laughs> C, the Couch Cushion and Pocket Change Fund? Or D, the Heritage Savings Trust Fund? Mark? I'm going to go Contingency Fund. Yes, that's right. Uh, you guys are good. Question. What was the budget for Alberta's Q-jumping inquiry at the outset? Graham. $10 million. That's right. Money well spent. Bonus question. (laughs) What was the ultimate cost once it all all was said and done? No? A mere $7 million. A mere $7 million. That's right. They came in under. Oh, they saved a bit of money. So now we're we're going to do a who said this. Okay. So I'm going to read you the quotes. I wish I had the clips. I'm not that good. We're going to do whatever it takes in terms of paying to rebuild, to rebuild homes, to be re- rebuild families and communities. Hold on. The world changed on Thursday, and we're going to deal with it. Paul, I think you were first. Allison Redford. That's right. And that was, uh, of course, right after the, the flooding. flooding. Yeah. Yes. Next quote. He's got an election coming up. He's going to puff up like a peacock and be tough. So be it. We're just going to carry on. This is Lukasik, Thomas Lukasik talking about the mayor of Calgary. Oh, you had the context right. It was about the mayor of Calgary, but it wasn't Lukasik. It was. Does anyone know? <laughs> Paula? Doug Griffith? That's right. Oh, yeah. Yes, because because right. uh, yes. the, he's, he's the she, former minister of Yes, right. exactly. yeah. I'm getting my ministers mixed That's up. Right. I keep shuffling them. Yes. That's right, because uh, because Nenshi had accused the province of British. treating city government like a farm team. <laughs> okay, next quote. I don't really think I understood Edmonton before. I'm slowly getting to know some of the things in Edmonton that people really care about. Paula? That would be Danielle Smith with, with talking about her new BB, BBC, her best, her, her BFF, her yeah. best friend city forever. That's right. BFC, yes, yes. Not different to be confused with KFC. Sounds like a quote from a Paula Simons column. That's uh, right. I believe it was later quoted in a Paula That's Simons right. column. That's right. In, uh, this was in November. She gave a speech to Wild Rose uh, crowd a fundraiser in Edmonton. Quote, If a modicum of effort had been put into investigating these allegations when they were first made, their lack of substance would have become <laughs> readily apparent. Wow. Paula. Uh, that was John Virtus speaking about the uh, cube jumping inquiry. That's right. Yes. He, he's, when he concluded that cube jumping is a minor problem in our healthcare system. Um, and I like some recommendations. M- and really, I think he gets bonus points for using the word modicum, which That's is so, so, you know... Uh, an unfairly uh, underused word in public discourse. 
Quote, We said to Albertans we would look to our own house first before we started talking about digging into their pockets. I think this budget is a plan in the right direction to do that. No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Graham. Is it a Duck Horner or... That's right. Yes. Okay. Stop. Stop. Right on your head. Okay. <laughs> yes. Finance right. Minister Doug Horner. Next quote. Having the cost of Ms. Leahy's Mayo Clinic assessment paid for by Capital Health was an error. As CEO at the time, I take responsibility for this <laughs> extraordinary event, and I apologize to the people of Alberta. Paula? Sheila Weatherall. But I, hey, hey, I think I was first It was a tie. There. Okay. Bonus points, Graham. <laughs> Why did uh, she make that statement in a letter? Well, this, is, this was a story about um, a former um, executive uh, of the, the health care system in Alberta going to the U.S. to make sure that her cancer treatment actually worked. So this was sort of, um, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, you get treated for cancer in Alberta. If you're an average person, if it worked out, great. If you're yeah. an executive, you really can't trust the system. We'll send you to the U.S. to make sure you're actually fine. Yes. Where, where not only will you get uh, your coverage, your Mayo <coughs> Clinic treatment covered, but... She also billed things like her dinners That's and right. the movie she rented in the room, and the taxpayers all paid for that, too. That's right. Well, now, now and now Sheila Weatherall has repaid it. But yes, it was a, one of those moments in AHS. Um, this is a quote. Let me see. Quote, frankly, I think it just smells. What we do know is that they virtually at the last minute when the PC election was in a lot of trouble, they got an enormous donation that may have saved the PC's bacon. Oh, so that's about Daryl Cates, but who said it? Sounds, okay, Danielle Smith. No, um, no, this one is, yes? Brian Mason. Yes, that's oh. right. Oh. Yes, this is after, uh, so this is after Elections Alberta determined that um, the bulk donation from uh, Daryl Cates and his associates was acceptable, with the exception of uh, one piece that broke the Alberta election law. So, so quote, yes, I did. And I inhaled as deeply as I possibly could. <laughs> oh. Okay, which politician <laughs> admitted to, to that? I know it was not Redford. That's right. I'm going to oh. say... Um, you have to squeak. Sher- I'm going to say squeak. Rod Sherman. Yes, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> this was in the summer when, for whatever reason, I think it came after Justin Trudeau admitted yeah. to smoking marijuana, when suddenly everybody had to be asked if, if they smoked marijuana. Oh, didn't and you have to do that? I, well, I, I, yes, that was your assignment. Whether I had to or not, yes. I, I opted to. So who is the one party leader in Alberta who says they have never, ever smoked marijuana? That was Redford. That's right. That's right. I still, really? Never? Okay. Anyways. He was King Ralph only in the sense of being a king-sized character. But in personality and demeanor, he was really to us Citizen Ralph. Yes. Oh, guess Rod Love. No, it was it was it was though at uh, Premier Ralph Klein's memorial in March. It was a, a high-profile figure, about as high as you can yeah, get. Yeah, Stephen Harper. Harper. Stephen that's Harper? right. It was yeah. Stephen Harper. That's right. Let's move from quotes to one last traditional question. Um, what role did Premier Alison Redford play in the ultimate deal between the ATA and the provincial government? Graham. She called the ATA president to get a deal. That's right. Conversely, what role did she play in negotiating a deal with the doctors? Did she say, according to her? It was a, this is a, this is a, a stumper one. This was, this she said, she said none at all. She's Dr. Jeffrey, the uh, president no. of the AMA is a constituent. And so she would walk by his house with her dog and think positive thoughts. So, 
All right. Okay. Okay. Well, and is there any bonus questions I need to ask for this quiz? I think we've hit most of what I managed to accomplish in the time which I allotted for the quiz. So um, we'll do some math here. We'll get a drum roll maybe. Oh, we'll, we'll do the... Uh, 11 for Mark. Okay, Ooh. 11 for Mark. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11 for Paula. A, a tie. 11 <laughs> for Paula. Oh, oh, oh Graham, maybe it's four, probably one. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 for Graham. Are you <laughs> <a> three-way tie? <laughs> All winners, especially our listeners at home. Well, we're going to leave you with that for uh, for the holiday season. Thank you so much for listening this year and for supporting the podcast. We'll save our good stuff from the gallery for the new year. We know that you're going to get lots of your own uh, books about politics and history and all things Canadiana in your Christmas stockings and from Santa Claus and from loved ones. So we will we'll, we'll skip good stuff from the gallery this week. Thanks for coming, everybody. We'll be taking next week off for the holidays, but we'll be back the first week of January. Thanks so much for listening.